We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It always seemed off with regard to the fact that the Eagles wanted Fangio and Fangio seemed to want the Eagles. So that seems to be where this is headed. Live right now, uh, Sirianni asked about Vic Fangio at his press conference. He says, we've got a lot of names that we're going through, but this is certainly one that is going to intrigue Philadelphia. They are huge Vic Fangio fans, and he's fans of them. Okay, so that's Mike Garofolo, Vic Fangio, out in Miami and in Philadelphia. He was a consultant for them the year before, and then Mike McDaniel hired him for a year, and they mutually parted ways. Now Vic Fangio is going to be working with the Eagles. Man, that did not go in Miami how I thought it would for for a year, right? For I guess, Fangio, I, like I thought that was going to make a monster impact. Well, when they were healthy, they were good, and they were yeah. very, very rarely healthy on defense. Like they they played without Jalen Ramsey for a lot of it. They played without Xavier once Howard. Right, once Ramsey came back, Howard kind of left. Like, yeah, they didn't. And they how lost, many games did they have both of them? Like, and they lost one. Jalen Phillips. Yeah, and they lost Nick Chubb or Bradley Chubb. Um, is Baker the linebacker that yep. kept going out with injury? Yep, they lost a, a lot of people. So, all right, Jeremy and Joe, we got some calls to get to. I also want to get to something here from uh, Mike Giannetti of Spotrac, who put out how the Bills can save some money. Basically, like, all right, you're, you're over the cap, Bills fans. Here's everybody can do the cap how they want. You got some people that are really into it. Mike Giannitti, you know, a pro. Greg Thompson, another guy that I trust a lot when it comes to cap stuff and learning stuff on Twitter. But for me, it's just like, uh, you figure it out. I'm not running the finances here. Right. Figure it out. But Mike's, Mike Giannetti of Trek posted how the Bills can save money. One, they can save $22 million on redoing Allen's deal and right. pu- push it in the Pushing future. Pushing like bonus money off or just something. Push it way yeah. down. Push it way down. They can restructure Deion Dawkins and get some more money. There are a couple of different cuts they can make, of course. Um, so the full list, here, here's a few possibilities. Save $22 million on a, on a Josh Allen restructure. Okay. Restructure some Dawson Knox and free up $4 million if you wanted to. Extend Deion Dawkins because you yep. could lower a cap hit with an extension. Other extension candidates that could lower cap hits. Second team All-Pro Taron Johnson. Yep. Go ahead and extend him. Lower his cap hit. Rasul Douglas. Mm-hmm. Came in, he's got one year deal. If you want to do that, you could. You could save five point three on Mitch Morse by doing some stuff. You could release Tredavious White and save six million. Mm-hmm. Saran Neal, two point eight million. Damar Hamlin, one million. There's he included in a follow up tweet the Bills can save nearly nine million by getting rid of Deontay Hardy and Naheem Hines. And wow. Bean Bean said he fully expects Hines to be back. Yeah. 
Cutting Hines would save $5 million. Right. There is no world he should come back on that number. None. Right? No So way. that's got to be a restructure or something. Hardy shouldn't come back on that number. They're both no. about saving four and a half to five million dollars each. It would be what? What is Hardy's number again? Five. His number they is would say, five point five. They would save four. They would save four million dollars. You know what four million dollars pays for? Four years of a fourth round pick. Yeah, it's four million dollars like total. Gabe Davis, I told you, just finished up his deal. He played on like two point eight this year. Yeah, and between the two. Both of their value kind of stems from the return game, doesn't it? At least that was Hardy. Hardy did not play on offense this year. It didn't happen. They tried it early, then his snap count went down, and he was just, he played a couple of snaps here and and there. They traded for Hines, and he got, do you remember the number, how many offensive touches he got? Was it six? It was six. Six. Yeah. And he played more snaps at receiver than he did at running back. Six touches. They're not bringing him back. They can't. They got to save that money. Give it to somebody else. Well, isn't one of the two going to be back on a small, on a, on a right, like a pay cut? Like, hey, Maybe. we want to keep you around as a as a compliment, but and as the returner. Yeah. But we don't want. And for Hines, I don't even mind that. Cook, I don't know the drop problems, and the more you look at his numbers in Georgia, like, okay, he's not actually being used as like this crazy pass-catching option, when you look at his numbers in the run game, they are better than they are in the pass game. Like, I'm entering a phase with James Cook where I'm thinking, I just kind of like him as their runner. And the guy to compliment him because of his drop problems, the guy to compliment him with is a pass-catching running back. Oh, boy, here we go. You're going to tell me to think of him like when when they draft this guy, you have to think of of him as a receiver? Not like that, but a guy that's going to play on third and long instead of Latavius Murray right? because they couldn't trust Cook to be on third and long. right? That's that's what I want. And if that's Hines instead of Latavius Murray... Is that a younger Fournette? Sure. Yeah, and Hines is not big like those guys, but that's the role he played in Indy. He would just play third and longs, and he would be the dump-off guy. So if I can get him... Murray had 22 targets this year. All I want to do is take those 22 targets, give it to Naheem Hines, and not do anything more with him. But I need that to be a lot less than $5 million, I think. I'm going to call in here, and then I've got some fun to be had with the wide receiver train because we have a new mock draft. Shane in New Jersey. Hey, Shane, thanks for hanging on. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, Jeremy kind of led me right into it uh, with the wide receiver train. Um, I don't know. It hasn't been working the last couple couple years. Um have you thought about maybe going old school and getting billboards around town to really put pressure <laughs> on being in them? <laughs> I know, um, right? But, no, that was just a little thought. My other thought was, um, you know, on Sean McDermott and the weapons and the wide receiver train, like, it, we kind of proved that back half of the season, McDermott can roll anyone out there on defense, and they're still decent. You know, we got to invest in the weapons on offense because McDermott's proven that he can – uh, you know, kind of do more with less on the defensive side of the ball, but that's not working on the offensive side of the ball. Uh-oh. Did he drop off, Shane? It, how, how is the organization structured? You know, we, a lot of talk about how McDermott hired Bean, and then obviously, unfortunately, Kim Pagula is not doing too well. I don't know how involved Terry is. It just seems like McDermott is the top of the organization right now, and that's not really conducive to you know putting pressure on him if he's going to be on a hot seat coming into next year. Yeah, thanks, Shane. I mean, 
Think of the Chargers. They just hired Harbaugh, who's their GM. They don't have one. They, right. they went with the Harbaugh is the top. Of the, is going to be the top of the organization. Yep. And I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if they would be considered as co-tops that both report to Pagula, but every time it's brought up, like what's Brandon Bean going to do? You're talking about conceptually, I think, two that might be equal and might not be equal, both reporting to the owner and who, who do those two decide? I need somebody else doing this. I mean, hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. I think it's a pretty, I'm borrow a phrase from like social studies way back when, it's an iron triangle. I, I just don't see anything coming in there. I think they're pretty lockstep in terms of their philosophies, right? Who who decides, you know, what they look like on offense? I think it's a collaboration, right? Like, I think McDermott has a hand in it. I think Bean has a hand in That's it. That's part of the problem, though. Isn't it? Yeah, no, like to I, me, right? Because I don't think there's one person I would point to and say, "Well, it's his offense." Right? Yeah, that's what that and that's that that used to be true about Brian Dable. I, think. I agree with that too, and that's where listen, it's not some sort of killed the franchise for ten years, but I do think that this this last off season of the idea of chasing twelve personnel, drafting Dalton Kincaid, nice player, he's on the team, he gets to stay, so yeah. it's not like a you got to kind of recover from it or whatever turn and alter what you're going to do yeah but they went i mean think about how how all over the place it was you want to say rudderless i just like to say i think they lack a true identity their offense has been their identity has been josh will figure it out what should we get him why don't we get him this all right he'll figure it out they went to 12 personnel played it for four games a tight end got hurt they stopped playing it they fired a coordinator Mm mm-hmm now they're in spread in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't have a problem with adjusting on the fly. To me, it was you traded up for the tight end and said, this is who we're going to be now, a 12 team. And then that just disappeared. I mean, it didn't quite disappear. But, but it, they went, the, it went way back. They were one of the lowest 12 personnel teams for multiple seasons, then became one of the highest, and then it went away immediately. It was like a... Someone I was making comparison. Someone wrote, "It's like it's like that album your favorite band came out with, and you look back at it and think like it was kind of weird." It's like when Garth Brooks did like a heavy metal album, yeah, and then went right back to country. You're like, "That was kind of weird, man." I, I appreciate you tried something, but that's just not what you're supposed to be. Yeah, where they where they end up? weren't they at one point like they were number two in twelve personnel, right? Like after, at a certain after, point after being thirty one. Yeah, they were number two. It was like Atlanta was the only team above them. Do you yeah. want to know where they finished? Yeah, seventeenth. So they dropped like a stone. Yeah, because they went back to 11. Yep. Which I hope continues. Knox, of, of course. It is worth pointing out Knox got injured in there. Oh, I know. Which is going to, that's going to, you know, decrease that number too. But then when Knox came back, what happened? It wasn't, it wasn't the same. No, didn't come back. As, as before. Didn't right. come back on but, the same level. And, and that's big for, I think, Shakir really helped that along. I mean, oh, Sha- if, if Shakir the... hadn't broke out, they might have gone right back to 12 personnel because they couldn't trust Hardy to play on offense. Yeah. Sherfield didn't make an impact. Had Shakir not taken a giant step forward, they might have they might have stayed. It could have a, a a part of it is a reaction, I'm sure, to Knox went away, Shakir broke out. Well, here's your here's your number on DOS. I need can you you're better at this than me. Now that I'm the old guy, I get to ask you to do it. To look you, stuff up. I want you to get Dawson Knox snap counts by week. Okay. Because when he came back, where were they? Speaking of 11 personnel and the wide receiver train, we've got a little update to the wide receiver train. Ready? Okay. We got got? I think we should just celebrate mock drafts that have this. So the Draft Network has one out right now. The Draft Network and the person that put this mock draft out is 
Brentley Williamson, I think. Anyway, mock draft from the Draft Network has the Bills taking Brian Thomas Jr., LSU. Okay. I feel like there should be more celebration than just the train horn playing. And I'm thinking of a scene in a movie. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've seen it. I hope you've seen it. You're, okay. you're young. It came out before you were born. You have to have seen it. You've seen Ghostbusters. I've seen Ghostbusters. Josh? Okay, good. Glad. Not, not yeah, like so I've seen new Ghostbusters. Ones. I mean, I'm not a monster. <laughs> right. In Ghostbusters, they finally get a call. This is like me waiting around for a wide receiver to be taken in the first two rounds of the draft with this team. Waiting forever. In Ghostbusters, they finally get a call. Who's that actress? Annie something? Is it Annie Potts? Yes, Annie Potts. I pulled it up. I, I did Google it as I was saying the name, to, and it turned out to be right. Annie Potts is manning the phones at uh, One Ecto Plaza, or whatever uh-huh. it's called. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what the address was. And somebody finally calls, like, yeah, we got a ghost. And she's hits that, she hits the button, and... It's all hands on deck. I think we should do that when we get a, a mock draft with a rise. Hit it. Hit it. We got one. Brian Thomas Jr., baby. <laughs> this is what, how we should react. Yes. Yes. And then we're immediately. This is get, when they pick him? When they, or, uh, you know, every time I see a mock draft, it right, gives the Bills Every time a mock draft sees yeah, okay, Every I time. See, I see. And yeah. the fun part is. When they finally draft one, and we immediately get greedy and be like, okay, go get another one. Because in reality, they need yeah. to replace Gabe Davis and still add one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dawson Knox uh, snap, snap counts, counts by yeah. the way. So, way different. Beginning of the year. Before he got injured, weeks one through seven, 84. This is by percentage, of course. 84%, 71, 60, 50, 70, 75, 63. Okay. That's before he got hurt. Post-injury. Then he came back. 47, 62, 47, 43, 47, 42, 40. So never more than, I mean, one time more than half. But he went down about 25%. Yep. By On average. Which is a big, that's a big drop. Yep. And the target share went way down as well. So, yeah, they. I mean, they went away from it in a big way. And it does line up Knox's return just about with with Brady calling the plays, and Brady had been an 11 personnel guy in his past. Johnny in Buffalo next up before the break. Good morning, Johnny. Hey, morning, guys. Um, you know, one real quick thing. I remember you guys talking the week before the uh, the game uh, against the Chiefs. You guys said, where would you want to be? Like, what are you comfortable with being uh, at the end of the game? Would you take, like, fourth and goal from the six? Would you take uh, the Chiefs with fourth and goal from the six? Uh, you know, different situations. And if you would have told me, as much as I didn't love how much we ran the ball, you'd have Josh Allen with the ball with two minutes left as the Chiefs 27 down three. I would take that 10 times out of 10, uh, regardless of the game plan. Um, you know, I didn't love the game plan, but it worked, and we had our best player with the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Um, but that being said, um, I think it's time to move on from Sean McDermott. Uh, you know, it just feels like an Andy Reid in Philadelphia situation or a Schottenheimer in, in San Diego. It just feels like we're never going to get over that hump with this coaching staff. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I look at games and I look at things that players do to help the coaches and then kind of cover up their deficiencies. 
But you look at end-of-game situations, yes, McDermott did you know, make the best with the pieces he had on defense, but you, there were several times this year, the Patriots game, the Denver game, uh, the Philly game, where we score with two minutes left, and the other team goes down the field and scores and wins the game. And you win a couple of those games, all of a sudden you're the one seed maybe. And he's in every year it's like, oh, man, we were so close to maybe getting that by. And, you know, that rest disparity, that, that two days extra that the Chiefs get off. Johnny, let me um, jump on because, this. Not, not yeah. just the rest disparity. Think of, think of what could have happened if you won those three games. I mean, you can't really control what Baltimore does. But what, what if the Bills are in a spot where they could rest their starters in the Miami game? Mm-hmm. Who got hundred percent? Who got hurt in the Miami game? Douglas, Davis, Bernard. You lost players in the Miami game. Bernard was the Pittsburgh game. Okay, um, sorry, sorry. But otherwise, you you're Douglas Davis was po- Hyde Poyer. Hyde looked like he got injured, I thought, but then stayed in. But that's a point. Thanks, Johnny. We're gonna I'm gonna jump on this point because you you brought up something I wanted to get to. This is a a, a point about load management. Like when you are the best team. You not only build in yourself a bye in week, whatever, in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. If you can get another week off, people are always worried about, like, well, momentum and rest and this and that. Forget about rest. How about you will guarantee yourself zero injuries at the most important time of the season? And if you're fighting and scratching until the very last day, you're going to lose a couple guys along the way. Right? So let's look at the, the – Dodson dip- in Miami, by the way, was the okay. other one you were so thinking of. So in the, in the two weeks mm-hmm. that if you are the best team in football – you don't have to play as the Ravens. The Bills lost Douglas, Dodson, Bernard, Davis. Yep. It's pretty big. Yeah. And then Spectre, too, if you want. Like Spectre. All their, all their, he, would have, he would have started, right? He would have started against Kansas City. Yeah. And he might have started next week, too. And one, it might be a small little quibble I've got with this, if that's even the right word. I've been hearing Mark Schlereth a He's lot. still around? He is. He's got Where a, is he? He's got a podcast called The Stinking Truth. Because <laughs> he's his nickname is Stink. Is it, how many podcasts are out there? It's so many. Thirty million. Yeah, everybody's got a podcast. So on the Stinking Truth or whatever podcast he's on, he's talking about. I wonder if there's a ceiling for Sean McDermott. A ceiling for Sean McDermott. And I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody would ever ask Mark Schlereth, "Did you have a ceiling? Did you reach it? Mm-hmm. You think you could have been better? You think a different circumstance in your life could have made it so you didn't did not reach it?" Schlereth's a Super Bowl champion. Was he a Super Bowl caliber lineman, or was he around people that brought him there? And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him. What I mean by that is it, it got me thinking about when we say there's a ceiling, maybe we should treat it more like a fourth down. You you might not like Sean McDermott's chances. I think if you say he cannot win the Super Bowl, you're wrong. The question is, does he give you the best chance? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is your chances to get a fourth down on fourth and 21 are not the same as fourth and four and maybe the best coach in football is like a fourth and four and the best and the worst coach in football is a fourth and 18 maybe McDermott's a fourth and nine right you give him enough cracks at it I do think they will win a Super Bowl when it comes down to for if I were the owner of the team Mm -hmm. this is a question I've always asked as people say like you want McDermott gone I say who do you want instead because the only reason the Bills should make that move is because they think they have some Someone in mind that could give them a better chance at it. Maybe you thought that was Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Maybe you think that's Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick. But that's what it comes down to for me is, would Terry Pagula have a name or a person that he believes gives him a better chance 
and so much of a better chance that it's worth t- worth taking that risk for that better chance. That's not saying you shouldn't do it or it's a bad idea or it's absurd to suggest. It's just when you start telling me someone has a ceiling, I just I kind of tune it out because there's so many times where people would have been talked about as having a ceiling and then they just beat it. Like, oh, actually, no, he didn't. We did this with mm. LeBron James for a long time. Is he ever going to win one? Oh, right. he only won because he went to Miami and he got help. Okay. And then what did he do? Then he went to Cleveland and won another one. And then he went to L.A. and won another one. You know, like, yeah. when you start to ceiling people, you're just, guess- well, you're just guessing to a degree. The ceiling for McDermott, what about the floor, though, for whoever you're bringing in? Like how, that, that's, that's a thought I often have on this conversation is, how bad can it really go? If, oh. I, if, I, if I get rid of Sean McDermott and I go, it, this, is not, this is not the mid-Bills drought where you know, they can't get anybody but Chan Gailey to take, to take their head coaching job, who's not qualified and nobody else in the league would hire. If they got rid of Sean McDermott tomorrow, they'd get a coach that's a reasonable candidate that maybe is even the top of the list of who's available. And either way, whether it's an improvement or not, like... I don't think this is how Terry Pagula thinks of this, but the way I think of it is... What do you if, have to be afraid of? What do you have to be afraid yeah. of? You have Josh Allen as your quarterback. Like, How how badly is could well, it possibly go if you did bring in a different head coach, even if the coach stunk? I don't disagree with that. I, I'm not keeping McDermott because I fear it will get bad. Uh, what I'm talking about is you have You're to... You're not ha- ruling out that... You oh, know. I definitely don't rule out that he could win a Super Bowl. Right, right. Definitely not. People would have ruled Andy Reid out. People would have, who's going to win one this year? Is Kyle Shanahan about to win his first? If he doesn't, guess mm. what's going to be said about him? Well, he can't win it. If it's not already said in San Francisco, are they going to yell about him if he doesn't win it? Mm. It's very possible. Lamar, if he doesn't beat Mahomes, well, you're never going to win with Lamar. Oh, all right. People said this about Lamar in the playoffs, and then he went on and put an incredible performance out there. So no more playoff Lamar. That's It was obliterated six days ago. Right? Yeah. I guess you just also don't want, and I'm not even saying that this is what's happening right now. Maybe after a couple more years it'll feel like this is real. But you just don't want it to feel like your team is is happy with the result that it just got. Oh, I know. That I, that year to year, like, if we made the divisional round every year, we'd take that. Because it's good for business and it's good for, you know, we're relevant in the league, we're respected in the league. Right. So, you know, well, the, the Bengals were this for 17 years where... They had Marvin Lewis for 17 years. He never won a single playoff game with them. But why'd they keep going? Because they were competitive. They filled the seats. They, you know, they were, they were in the league right. because Marvin Lewis was their head coach. They didn't need to. The owner basically said it by keeping that guy as long as he did. We don't need to win the Super Bowl. I'm good with this. And well, that's, that's all you don't want is I'm I, good with just making the playoffs every year. I don't care if we win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I agree. The, I, I think I asked you this last week or something about the, the ceiling point. I would respect it more if it were turned around the other way, and it it isn't used that way. For instance, Mike McCarthy stays in Dallas. For everybody that says Sean McDermott has proven he has a ceiling, you must respect the keeping of Mike McCarthy because his ceiling is a Super Bowl. Don't you? Because he's done it. He's done it. You can't say he can't do it. (laughs) Now, don't you think he's not that good at this? I don't think he's very good. That's my point. (laughs) I don't think he's very good. That's part of my point. Like, if you are someone that subscribes to ceilings and, well, this coach can never reach that height, okay, then you'd rather have Mike McCarthy. You'd rather have Barry Switzer. Should should Barry Switzer come coach the Bills? He's he's proven he has the ceiling, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody ever goes the other way with it and says, well, of course they kept that guy because he has proven he can do it. Would you want Mike Tomlin right now as your head coach? No. He's no, shown, I would not. Joe, he's got a ceiling. Right. He's shown he can do it. So the ceiling point always tends to be one-sided and just kind of limit players. I'm not telling you I love the chances and there, there's no one else that could give them a better chance, but I just kind of get get a little hung up on the ceiling idea because you're just guessing in a lot of cases. 803-0550. More calls when we get back. we got a little time for you here, of course. It's uh, Jeremy and Joe on WGR. You know, you want to be efficient. You want to be explosive. It's hard to be both. That being said, however, you need to create explosive plays. If you look at and you study the game, that's when you look at scoring points. Usually a scoring drive has baked into it a, an explosive run or an explosive pass. I understand that. We understand that. And that's part of us moving forward as we look at our roster and we look at player acquisition, something that we need to take a hard look at. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Coach Sean McDermott from his end-of-season press conference on... Was that Monday? That was Monday. That was Tuesday. On explosive plays. Yo. Love them. Let's get some. 28th in explosive plays this year? I think it was 28th in explosive pass plays. Okay. Maybe this year. I think run rate, they, run wise, they were a little bit better. How many Bills are going to see their target share go up next year? Uh, Kincaid's at, let's play a little uh, higher or lower, cliffhanger okay. version. Higher or lower for Stefan Diggs at 160. Lower. Higher or lower than these are all the Bills numbers from this year. 91 for Dalton Kincaid. Higher. Not by much. Higher or lower than, well, 81 for Gabe Davis. I think we're predicting that's going to be zero. Yes. How about a higher or lower for 81 for the rookie that replaces Gabe Davis? 81 was what Davis had. Yeah. Played every regular season game except the second half of the Miami game. 
How many catches on 81? He had Davis had 45. I'll go over on the 45 catches. Okay. Targets you might say are close though for the rookie. Maybe. Higher or lower than 54 for James Cook? Lower. Higher or lower than 45 for Khalil Shakir? Higher. Hammer the over there, right? Latavius Murray, 22. Yikes. Murray, 22. Sherfield 22. Hardy, 21. I mean, all those guys might not even be on the team next year. Right. So that leaves about... It's like going to be It's gonna be like 100... Doing some quick math here. If let's say Murray's gone, Sherfield's gone, Hardy's gone. That's going to leave about 140 vacated targets for the Bills next year. So you give Shakir a chunk of that. You give Kincaid an uptick. No, no. Your vacated targets go with 100. We'll go 70 for Brian Thomas Jr. <laughs> we'll go 70 for Jalen Polk. One for a developmental receiver. Shorter. Needs one. Uh, I'm so mad. I meant to ask Chris Trapasso about Justin Shorter. Oh. Because Cause he, he really didn't. He's a rookie still, basically. Right, right. Yeah. My thought on Justin Shorter is this, and I meant to ask Trapasso, and I meant to ask Joe Marino. We'll, we'll, we'll get into Justin Shorter. So he's a fifth-round pick, and he's a... A raw project, whatever. Yeah, same pick as Shakir was. That's right. But here's what I would say as just a guess. Maybe I'll text Chris Trapasso or Joe Marino, ask them if they would agree with this. Isn't it likely that Shorter would be an undrafted guy this year? Last year's Because received, last year's class wasn't as Well, last deep. year's class was not seven first-rounders. It was four guys went, and it started in the 20s. A fifth-rounder last year receiver mm-hmm. could easily be a seventh rounder or an undrafted guy this year. I'm doing the same thing with Justin Shorter that I did with Duke Williams, which is not considering him a factor at all. Yeah. Shakir was a little of a factor in his rookie season, right? He, he, at, least, had, he at least was on the field. He was. He yeah. played. Shorter didn't play. I'm not thinking about him at all. I'll tell you who else I'm not thinking about at all. K.J. Hamler. Reserve yeah, futures contract. Not thinking about him even though I really liked him coming into the league, but no, I'm not. He's a second round pick. Yeah. He's had a b- bunch of injuries, but just not thinking about him on any level. Isabella was signed to a reserve futures contract, too. There you go. There were, I will say this, though, there were 14 receivers drafted after Justin Shorter last year. So for him to be an undrafted guy this year, you'd be a lot find, of undrafted You have to guys. find 14 guys that would go ahead of him. But I'm not counting on, I mean, is he going to be the new Sherfield for special teams? That can play on the outside. Maybe. But I, what I'd like to have is whoever the new Sherfield is, you know, your special team guy, uh, just can I have two? Can I have him be two injuries away from having to play on offense instead of one? Because this year and last year with Jake Kumaro, the, the receiver on this roster for special teams was one injury away from playing on offense. I think I'd like to have that be two in theory. Sure. Maybe that's shorter next year. Championship Sunday coming up this weekend. Puka Nakua, by the way, was one of the 14 receivers that went after Justin Shorter last year. Here's a fun question. I had this question asked to me, and this is a point about offensive identity and yada, 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 yada. If the Bills had taken Puka Nakua instead of Justin Shorter, how many catches would he have this year? Man, that's a good question. He's with the perfect coach right now. Right. But, but of course, that that means he's good, and the coach – I mean, they didn't yeah. love him that much. They drafted him in the fifth round and thought, like, this might work out. And, of course, he's, like, one of the best rookies ever. And in this offense, he would not have been on the field. Just based on 12 personnel to start, he would have had to beat out yeah. Gabe Davis. 
would they have given him because he's more of a slot guy though? Would they have given him a shot over Shakir when look, Knox got hurt? Okay, look at Shakir's snap counts earlier in the year and his catches early in the year. Like they were a, low. Yeah. So I would say best case scenario if Puka Nakua was a bill, what do you have for the the Rams? Like fourteen hundred yards. <laughs> I think the absolute best case scenario would be he would have had Shakir's stat line. Yeah, maybe. It's not trying to take shots. I thought it was a f- a fun little. Oh, that's a good question. What would have What would have happened here? Eight oh three oh five fifty. Uh, we'll get another call in here. Championship Sunday. I started, I started to say I love Championship Sunday. Big, yeah. big, big games. You get two of them. Yeah. It's only three football games left. What about the Pro Bowl games, man? Stop. Don't hate. It's not even a real game anymore. I mean, it really was never a real game. Mac Jones running for 70-yard touchdowns. Allen on a cell phone. Hey, Allen. Hey, guys. Good morning. I got a question and a couple comments. First of all, the game plan of Buffalo was obvious to keep it out of Mahomes' hand, and they did a good job. They ran it. The defense didn't play good because of injuries. The last series when they got to the 27, I keep beating myself in the head over this. I would have just kept it with Allen, ran the ball three times, and take your best shot. The worst case is they get to the 21-22. Andy Reid has no timeouts left and maybe 50 seconds left. So where's the next best case, they maybe run it down and get to overtime with no time. Third best case, he runs it in. I don't know your thoughts on that. And after I make my two points, my other point is it's kind of interesting that the Ravens would have been two and a half over the Chiefs or over the Bills and they're three and a half over uh, the Chiefs. And my last point, with all the injuries the Bills had, Benford, Bedard, uh, Hurt Rasul, um, you know, Espineza, or not Espineza, the other guy was out. I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I say, boy, we snuck this game out with a battered Bills team, and it took a missed field goal that would have tied it. I don't know how I would feel. I mean, I know they're champions and they've done a lot of things, but I'd like to get your opinion on the first comment that I made with Allen in the ball in his hands, your best athlete. I'll hang up and listen to you. Thanks. If they had run the ball down three times, it very well could have worked, and maybe they run clock, and they're kicking later, or maybe they're going for fourth down, or maybe he breaks through. Like, yeah, it's another, like, we don't get to know what would happen. Had they done that, though, and ended up falling short, I would sit here the next day and say, how come the only play you know how to call is Josh Allen running the football? You would have gone with him. You would have given him 15 carries in that place. But it probably would have gone not, not better. Say it's, not say it's but. bad. You're, you're right. It probably does go better. To the point about the Chiefs, this is a great example. So hold on. Let me pull up. It was Aaron Schatz who had this yesterday. It's a great example of when you win, you get to just write your own story. You get to tell the, the tales of grand success. And the Chiefs, you know, they beat the Bills. So what are they? Up. Oh, we've done it again. Mahomes. Playoff Mahomes. The the regular season is really the preseason. Oh, we're so amazing. They get to say that. Mm-hmm. However, hold on, i got to find Aaron Schatz on this. He pointed out that the Chiefs game against the Bills mm-hmm. was like their only good offensive game. Here he goes. A thought on playoff Mahomes. Based on DVOA, the resurgence of the Chiefs offense is one game. That's it. Their best offensive game of the year was against Buffalo. The week before... The Chiefs had a zero score DVOA against Miami. It was their defense that won that game with a minus 62. And in like DVOA language, that's a great performance. Yep. So Aaron Schatz basically saying, if you think the Chiefs offense is back, it's not. It had one good game against Mm -hmm. A.J. Klein and a banged up defense that didn't have any answers. So... That makes it that does not make me feel any better about uh, the loss. No, that's right. But 
that basically they hadn't done that to anybody all year. You let them have their best offensive performance of the season. Well, Injury, I know injuries, but the, it, the it, best it, of the year, you couldn't do anything to stop them? Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why. Like one injury at middle linebacker shouldn't be the difference between, well, well we can we can hold our own with some injuries versus we can't do anything. It's an injury at middle linebacker. It's an injury at corner two, and corner one is hurt and playing anyway. But I know I'm not trying to bail them out. The bigger point is, for me, this is why when we talked with Sean Stepner at 9 o'clock, I, you're not supposed to say this. I think Baltimore should smash them. Mm-hmm. Both teams have great defenses. One team has a great offense. Baltimore. And Baltimore's proven they can smash great teams. They smash great teams. Yeah. Now we'll see. if Steve's, What's the spread? Mine's three and a half? It's three. Three? I, I saw it at three. It might be two and a half or three and a half now. But so think, Ravens. I think so. Nick and Lackawanna before the uh, Extendo Sports break. Hey, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello. Yeah, you're go ahead, on. Nick. Go, go ahead, Nick. I was like to talk about how McDermott, you know, he's been here for, what, seven years? And I just think that ah, it's just a joke. We need a real coach. I think Bob Levis at a UVA, great offensive coach, great defensive mind. We need that. Thank you. UVA football coach. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe somebody else. Tony Elliott is the head coach. That's not what he said. What did he say? That's not, he said Doug, Doug Levis was the name I thought I heard. I don't think that's a real person, maybe. Or mispronounced it. Yeah, I don't know. Phone was breaking up a little bit. Sorry about that. And again, the biggest problem or, problem, or whatever, impediment to getting a new coach is that the owner... Here's here's another thing, if I could just make a an observation very quickly. Maybe it's nothing. When Sean McDermott talked about his ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl, he said win it for Terry and Kim before he said fans. Yeah. And they talk about the owners a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't they talk about the owners a lot? They, they do. A they do. lot. Yeah. Which is fine. That's who pays the, ch- the bills. That's who owns the team. I thought the number of times the owners were mentioned were was a high number. And what that, to me, reflects is a relationship with the owners. It's not, this is who you work for. There's going to be plenty of times where they're talked about or treated like family, thanked like family. I wonder when, if- he, when he said win the Super Bowl for the owners ahead of the fans, I'm not even saying it's a problem. It's just, mm-hmm. to me, it's I, I noticed that, and I think that they talked about the owners a lot at the press conference. I wonder if the owners share any percentage of my opinion from last segment of – well, okay, move on. From, if you ever moved on from Sean McDermott, how bad is it going to be? What's the floor? Like, because to me, with Josh Allen a quarterback, floor is not that low. I wonder if they think about their hockey team with that question. <laughs> right. Honestly, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, if we're not moving on from this coach and GM because we know, like, look, look at the other team. We still can't figure it out. Yeah. And we we've got something here. We're in the playoffs consistently. I'm not risking what you know, what I've had to deal with with the hockey team. Extendo Sports coming up. Is Brock Purdy the weak link for the 49ers? That's uh, on ESPN mm. Get Up right now. Sure. Maybe. He stunk against Green Bay. And they won. I'm so mad the Packers didn't win that football <laughs> game. Packers-Lions. I a pa- it, Packers in the Super Bowl just because it would have drove Aaron Rodgers crazy. It would have been good. It would have been, been awesome. Yeah. It would have been great. Come on. What'd they do to lose that game? 
They had six red zone trips to zero at he, one point. He threw a pick late. But they had already lost the lead. Yeah. There was a bad pick, though, at the end by Jordan Love. Extendo Sports next on WGR. Right, what are they going to name sports. the uh, new Utah hockey team? All right, so I have a fun game for you. You may remember how I hate the Seattle Kraken name. I feel like they named it after a meme. Right. Yeah. So what's the Kraken equivalent of Salt Lake City? They name it after a trendy popular meme of right now. Like, is it the goats or the haters? The receipts? What's the a, receipts. What's a fun buzzword that's in a meme right now that Salt Lake City would name a hockey team after like the Kraken did? Riz. The Riz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there that's was the one. um there was that's the give one. him his flowers a couple months ago. The that was flowers. That was like trendy. They're they're just gonna move Arizona, right? That's what's gonna happen. I think so. Um, I think uh, that's what's gonna happen. Otherwise they need to find another team, which I mean. Well sure they, they went can. with an odd number for a couple years there before Seattle, right? I guess they could go expansion, but yeah. The Coyotes still don't have an arena deal and are playing in Arizona State. When's enough enough? So, and, they, and if Salt Lake City is an arena ready to go right now, why, they do, I think, the Jazz Arena while the new one's being built. Like, why Why are you not there already? Would be my question. You've given the Coyotes every opportunity. Yeah. Although that would not help for my 40-team NHL expansion relegation idea, of course. Oh. Which I have modified since I last uh, proposed. If that exists, where are the Sabres playing tonight? Uh, Wheeling, no, Pennsylvania? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not the idea. I'm, I'm just expanding the NHL, and then I'm cutting it in half. That's it. And then what happens? You have a gold league and a silver league. Ah. Uh. Ten from the gold make the playoffs. Six from the silver make the playoffs. And if you finish in the top... Three in gold, you go, or in silver, you go up for the next season. And if you finish in the bottom three in gold, then you go down. So everybody still has a chance to make the playoffs, but it's definitively more valuable to be in the top league. And everybody still plays each other. And now I have relegation, which is more fun. Man. Justin. Boom. And I just made the NHL a quadrillion dollars with eight new expansion fees that value itself at $300 million each. <laughs> Justin writes in a name for the the uh, Salt Lake City hockey team, and uh, well, let's just say he's chosen. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's chosen something that is around here known as a very very powerful force. What's that? The Utah Drought. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see I mean, what's what's more present in our lives in sports than droughts? I, I gotta find this. I saw it earlier. Did you see what the betting favorite is to be the team name of the of a Salt Lake City oh, hockey my, team? Well, You're not, going to hate it. I'm not ready for this. Ready? I'm gonna swear, aren't I? You might. The Hive. Oh my god. Thank you. I asked you the the <laughs> meme name that would be at the Hive. Of course, the Hive. Utah Hive, stand up. <laughs> of course, of course. It is the Beehive State, though, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know what? I wouldn't be that mad at it, but I think it'd be just be, like be the bees, the bees, be the, bees. the Utah bees or the uh, the Salt Lake City bees. I don't want to be the SLC bees, SLC bees, Salt Lake bees. How about no C? Just the Salt Lake bees, Salt Lake Hive. We gotta go. All right, extra point show coming up.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.